I'm AC Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll discuss topics ranging from human design, astrology, metaphysics, spiritual self-development, and everything in between. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I am your host, A.C. Brown. I am your spiritual doula, intuitive strategist, psychic channel, and human design expert, and I'm also an entrepreneur. And I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Is My Aura On Street? If you've looked at the title of this episode, it is called Your Moon Sign and Why It Matters. And I've been wanting to do more astrology based podcasts um not to do like natal chart stuff and go super deep into it I only have like really seven things that I'm really concerned with when it comes to your natal chart that are like my favorite things to study um and of course it's I mean I love your sun sign your sun sign is really great don't ever discredit your sun sign your sun sign matters um but your sun sign if you've listened to my other um, podcast, uh, Rising Sign Realness, um, that episode, your sun sign is like your base, the basic bitch of yourself. It's your true self. Um, the reason why I'm not going to say that it's not important. Um, it's very important. It's very valid. But when people first meet you or when people meet you, it takes someone a little bit longer to get to know your true self. So I would say, say like your family um, sort not I wouldn't even say your family all the time knows your true self but in certain stages of your life your family knows your true self your sun sign um, so the basics of you so but as you you know evolve into the world as p- other people get to know you as you develop career-wise spiritually emotionally there's so many other aspects of your natal chart that are super important and I have like seven that are really important but the moon is of course one of you know, my top three, but my favorite are, of course, your rising sign. And if you listen to rising sign realness, that's what people first see when um, they meet you. That's like, so sometimes when, and I've talked about this in rising sign realness, how people like, oh, you remind me of an Aries. And then people like, no, I'm a Capricorn, but their rising sign might be an Aries. Um, So that's what your rising sign is. Cause it's, you know, the vehicle that your soul has chosen to travel through this lifetime with. Um, and I talk about that in Rising Sign Realness. So if you haven't listened to the episode, listen to that. My second favorite, of course, is the moon, which we're going to be talking about today. The moon is like your emotional instincts. Um, it's your deep personal needs. It's, yeah, it's a lot. Um, and then the North Node. Um, which is your soul's growth, your potential, who you are supposed to evolve into in this lifetime. And then fourth is your Chiron. Chiron's actually an asteroid. Um, That's like transformation where healing occurs. Um, And then, of course, my fifth favorite, not I would say not in any order. um, Another aspect of your chart is the 12th house. That's like the house of secrets, your fears, your fantasies, um, your dreams, and Jupiter I love as well that's like your luck your optimism your abundance and then of course Venus because that's like love money how you love why you love but today we're talking about our moon sign so I'll probably do 
um, more episodes on Chiron, your 12th house, Jupiter, and Venus, since I've already done episodes on your rising sign with rising sign realness, pathway to purpose, that is about um, your north node, um, so listen to that if you haven't, um, that's a really good episode as well, and then today we're going to be talking about your moon sign, so your moon sign is really important, it's super important, your moon sign is your inner personality, it's your instinctive awareness um, when you are like, it's your like flight of flight emotional response when you're back up, up, up against a wall or when pe- people push your buttons, your moon sign is probably going to shine the most. So it's your inner self, your mood, sometimes it's your, in, your intuition. Um, it's where habits are formed um, with your moon sign. So your habits that you pick up as a child, um, it's how you identify with memories, how you recollect your emotions with those memories. So meaning that when things happen to you in your childhood or in your teenage years or in your young adult life, you're going to recollect those emotions associated with that memory through your moon sign um, that you're going to identify with that. So it's something that is a part of you that you really can't explain why you do certain things, but you just do them. And that's probably your moon sign. That's usually doing the talking. Your moon sign also has a lot to do with your environment, your environmental conditions, where you like to live, what you can tolerate. It's your private life concerns. It also is what you value, um, what you find value in things. That's what your moon sign is. And your moon sign has a lot of karmic energy around your mother um, or around a mother figure in your life as well. Um, And it's also the way that you relate to your family or the way that or or people who you call family. That's how your moon sign kind of plays a part in that. So I'm going to go through all the moon signs. I'm going to just start from Aries and go all the way to Pisces because it's just easier and just my experience with them and just some just some characteristics of them because your moon sign especially in when people like oh are we a match he's a Virgo and I'm a Scorpio is that if I tell people anything I want to know what your moon sign is what your Venus sign is and your rising sign your sun sign is very in your Mars but you know that's relationship kind of astrology stuff but if anything I need to know your moon sign your moon sign is so important in relationships whether it's romantic, platonic, because it's going to, like I said, it is the flight or flight emotional response, how you're going to react emotionally to things, how you're going to react to when people hurt you, how you're going to react when you want to get vengeance on people. And I just use those shadow parts because emotions are shadow based. Emotions can, you know, be dark. They also can be light, but your moon sign is probably more important than your sun sign and moon sign compatibility is really key. Um, just because you want to know how someone's going to react. Um, that's why it's funny how some people's like, Oh, you know, well, you know, they say that, you know, cancer and Pisces are a great match and they're like, but we didn't, I didn't work out with them. It's probably based off of somebody's moon sign. 
Um, just, just my opinion, other astrologers, and I don't consider myself an astrologer. I just consider myself, you know, an astrologer, astrology expert, just because that was my first love. I studied that for a long time, um, you know, in my teens and stuff. But I would say usually when relationships don't pan out, I ask, I need to find out their moon sign because that's really the the underlying kind of issues, the underlying kind of unspoken emotions and feelings. So we're going to start with Aries. And I believe, yes, Cardi B is an Aries moon sign. I think she's an Aries moon. Um, either Aries or a Scorpio moon. I don't remember. But Aries moons, I like Aries moons. Um, they're very emotionally independent. A lot of Aries moons, um, in my opinion, and what I've seen, they're um, people who had to grow up fast. Meaning that they were in situations where they had to become just be grow up fast in life. Um, that yeah, I think Cardi B's a um an Aries moon. They had to grow up fast, meaning either their environmental circumstances, their socioeconomic socioeconomic circumstances had to make them grow up fast. Something they had to grow up fast. Um, and so a lot of Aries moons have a lot of problems. They need to tap into the child within because, um from studies i believe a lot of aries moons and what i've seen in people's charts aries moons have missed their childhood in some way they had you know they were a kid and then all of a sudden they were thrust into adulthood they're very passionate people extremely mature they're very very mature um aries moons surprisingly they are sensitive as hell they are sensitive as hell, but they are like the warriors of the moon sign. They're going to fight through the trenches with you. They're going to go to battle with you, um, with you, against you. They're going to be a part of the team battling it out, but they can be, they're really sensitive, um, but you wouldn't be able to tell, but uh, uh, you can, they, 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 they loud talkers. They like to rah, 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 a lot, um, but that's just out of fear because like I said, a lot of them have had to grow up fast. So they were put into, into conditions that made them grow up fast. So that's Aries moon. Then you have Taurus moons. Hey everybody. Hey fellow bros and sisters. I'm a Taurus moon. Um, Taurus moons are the builders of the moon sign. Um, they don't stop until it's done. I can attest. Um, I always tell people I might not do it today or tomorrow, but it will get, it will get done. It's going to get done. Um, super affectionate, super sensual, um, very, very committed, um, extremely committed people. Um, they take a lot of educated risk, um, and, they're meticulous in their movements. Um, just like a Taurus, don't, you know, cross them um, <laughs> because uh, just like a regular Taurus son, um, because they're going to, it's the, the methodical thinking that a Taurus moon has is very, um, it's just very meticulous. If a Taurus moon does something, it is not by accident. It is on purpose. Um, I, I can attest I'm a Taurus moon. I'm not saying that, oh, don't cross me, but I'm just using certain shadow fig sides to these signs or the shadow of, of every sign just because the moon is based in emotions. It's going to have a shadow aspect to it. Um, so Taurus moons, they really love um, their, you know, I don't want to say luxury, but they like, you know, very high quality things. Um, 
they want to be around lots of plushness. That's really important um, to Taurus moons. Their location, where they're living at, that's really important to Taurus moons. But Taurus moons are amazing people. I'm not just saying that because of me, but Taurus moons are are really just even like even like good Earth people to be around. Um, now for me, I have a lot of I have a lot of other elements, and I have a lot of uh, air, and I have um, a lot of uh, fire in my chart. And so my Taurus and my Pisces self kind of evens everything out. And usually that's what happens with Taurus moons um, as well. They, that's like the even playing field because it's like, sometimes a lot of other extremes in the chart. Then you have a Gemini. <laughs> Gemini moons. We'll never date a Gemini moon ever again. Um, <laughs> but um, Gemini moons are just, oh gosh, if you've, have ever dated a Gemini moon, um, you know it. They never grow up. Um, they are like the Peter Pans of the moon signs. Um, they never grow up. They're very youthful in appearance, um, very youthful accent, acting as well. They're super emotionally unavailable. Um, and that is only if they haven't decided to work on themselves. There's some good things to them. It's not all bad. They have great senses of humor. Um, they're great um, thinkers. Gemini moons are really, really great thinkers. Um, they deal with things objectively, um, but they need to learn how to focus, um, while they're here. They need to really learn how to focus. Gemini moons, because of that youthfulness, because of that sort of Peter Pan syndrome, it can be very daunting dealing with a Gemini moon in a relationship, in any type of relationship, whether it's business or personal it can be very frustrating um getting things done sometimes with the gemini moon especially who has not had to grow up i've noticed with a lot of gemini moons that the people around them are enablers and not like drug addict enabler like oh you know tommy wants his fix let's be nice to him or anything like that but more like oh that's just how he is um, a lot, especially Gemini moon men, I have noticed even the men that I've dated or the people who I've just been around, Gemini, their family enables them and they let them get away with their jovial um, ways. Gemini moon women, not so much, a little bit, um, but I, they have, I would say both. They have a lot of enablers around them. And like I said, not enabling is like drug addict kind of enabling where, you know, someone has a serious problem, but people give them passes a lot um, because Gemini moons can be hard to deal with things. Um, I mean, hard to deal with in a serious matter because of the usefulness, because of the funny, being funny, the great sense of humor. Um, and because of that detachment that they have, unless they worked on themselves it's kind of a challenge. It's nothing wrong with a Gemini moon um, or anything like that. Gemini moons are great people, but in my experience on both a professional level and a personal level, um, they can have that kind of energy around them. Then you have cancer moons. Cancer moons, I, if you're a cancer sun, not so much cancer rising, but a little bit, but mostly a cancer sun and a cancer moon. Cancer moons, of course, are mothers. They're the nurturers. But the thing that 
really kind of sucks for cancer moons and for the cancer moons listening to this and you probably can agree they are and you probably don't know this if you just started getting into the spiritual realm and karmic ties cancer moons deal with a lot of karmic bonds a lot of them they are very tied to their past lives they have had they have a hard time getting over karmic bonds in this lifetime they get stuck to people they get attached to people karmically that take them through the ringer and it's like a never-ending cycle for them sometimes and this can be both on a um you know platonic level and romantic level I don't see it so much in business but cancer moons get very tied to people karmically it's and I see it a lot in people that I know don't get me wrong it's not a super bad thing to get tied to someone um but in most cases it is detrimental to them it is very drama filled when it comes to a cancer moon so I always suggest cancer moons um find like someone who's certified in like past life regression work and I've had a past life regression session before um it was very eye-opening just to see what I was in this lifetime but what they do is they it helps you figure out um what you were in this lifetime or have somebody read your Akashic records if you're a cancer moon um, I recommend anybody get it done, but if you are a cancer moon, for sure, um, find out where those karmic ties are. What are the lessons, um, you are supposed to be learning because any, regardless of what your moon sign is, anything that you experience karmic in this lifetime, it is a lesson for you to overcome it. If you do not overcome that, you will end up like repeating those cycles, all the time and I'm going to do a podcast on karmic lessons karmic ties um soul kind of ties and relationships because I think that needs to be talked about because people act like it doesn't exist but it does especially if especially in romantic relationships where you're dealing with the same things you're attracting the same people you're dealing with all of that same stuff those are karmic lessons that you're supposed to learn so that's definitely um for uh, well, what I'll talk about um, in another podcast, but for Cancer Moon, I would definitely l- either get like an Akashic Records reading or do a past life regression somewhere that would be very helpful for you um, because I noticed that c- Cancer Moons attract those type of relationships in their current um, lifetime, in their current life. Um, and Cancer Moons also need to learn how to receive the love that they give out. Since they're very mothering, they are nurturers, they give a lot. Um, and sometimes they have trouble getting that back from people. And that also has to do with that karmic lesson stuff as well. Next, we'll talk about Leo Moons. Um, they're royal pain in the ass. <laughs> um, no, but they're like the king and queens of the moons. Um, show-offs, very grandiose. Um, they appear to have success even if they don't. So they're always going to come off and a very successful kind of energy spirit about them. The good thing though about Leo moons, what I really love, Leo moons are very authentic um, because of that king and queen um, kind of vibe. A Leo moon who has evolved into who they are um, 
they are very authentic in themselves, that they are very authentic with the way that they walk, the way that they talk, all of that stuff. Um, but the issue that they usually suffer with or have issues with is that they don't know how to use their power because they have a very powerful presence. So in this lifetime, it's really important for them to figure out how to use that power, how to um, deal with the power of it all um, in this lifetime and whatever, like, you know, wherever they're at because they have a very powerful presence. They're very strong, powerful um, Sometimes they can be a little bit detached as well from reality because they think so highly of themselves. That's not a bad thing. Very confident. But sometimes it can be a little bit arrogant um, on an emotional level that their opinions matter, their emotions matter other than other people. So, but that's, you know, that's a Leo moon. Leo moons are good with me. Then you have Virgo moons. Um, they, um, they're like the accountants. They take stock of everything. Um, I love Virgo moons. Um, Virgo moons are really great people. Um, Virgo moons, however, they do have some downfalls, downsides to them. Um, they stay in relationships even when they don't want to be there. Um, they are un- because they're unconditional lovers. Um, they're really unconditional lovers. Sometimes they will stay the course to finish the course, to finish it out. Even if they're unhappy, they will learn how to bite, bite their tongue, which is not good. Um, they need to be a little bit more freer. Um, they need to learn how to remove drama from the, the, they attract drama as well. Um, but not like a cancer moon does a Virgo moon just, like I said, because they're unfortunately Virgo moons, in my opinion, can be very victims. They can, I mean, they can um, act as victims when it's all said and done. But like, oh, well, you know, they did this to me. They were never my friend. You know, they were never in love with me, all of that stuff. But it was just like, but you stayed there. And, you know, they're the ones like, yeah, I was trying to make it work. And I was trying to, they're, they sort of, that's probably why Taurus moons and Virgo moons get along because Taurus moons have that commit committed kind of like action to that. You know, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to, you know, try and figure this out. That's how Virgo moons are as well. Um, that's yeah. Virgo moons can be like that too when it comes to relationships. Um, Virgo moons, like I said, when it comes to business and personal stuff, they're going to take into account all all areas, all angles. They're going to think about stuff. They're that they're very similar to um, Taurus moons. They're going to be very meticulous in things to think things out before they act on stuff. Um, a Virgo moon and a Taurus moon, it is not usually going to be a um, on the you know like a kind of like last minute decision <laughs> it might feel like it to other people but they've been thinking about it for a long time um for virgo moons now for libra moons libra moons are almost like angels in a way um not they can have you know a bad side as well but they put others needs first um they're similar to um leo moons they're very honest very authentic um a Leo, I mean, excuse me, a Libra moon who is comfortable with who they are, 
are like the best expressions of life of their self. So like if you meet a Libra moon person and they are comfortable with who they are as an individual, you're going to see the highest expression of whatever they stand for. The highest expression of love, the highest expression of fun, the highest expression of style, the highest expression of education, whatever they stand for and they know themselves, Libra moons are going to be that the highest expression of that particular thing that they love to do because they know who they are. Um, they need to learn though how to listen to people's point of views to other people's point of views they have a hard time with um being very one-sided when it comes to that but other than that libras are libra moon people are really great they have a really like i said they really they're just like the life as you know libras in general are like the life of the party but a libra moon person is going to show up very um authentically like themselves they're going to show up very authentically like themselves i love libra moon people scorpio moon people scorpio moon people <laughs> um so here's the thing about scorpio moon people scorpio moon people are not to be fucked with now if you've ever had an encounter with a scorpio person man or woman they are intense, they're loving, um, they are, um, it's a very intense, um, kind of, what's the word that I'm looking for, mesmerizing, mystery kind of appeal to them on the sun sign, the rising sign as well, it's a little bit, but the moon is dark, um, (laughs) the moon is a dark place, um, when it's a Scorpio moon, and it's not a bad thing. They have a lot of sexual appeal, a lot of mystery. Um, Scorpio moons and Scorpios too. Scorpio moons have trust issues, but especially Scorpio moons, they have intimacy issues. Um, once they let you in, please make sure that that's what you want. Um, because they are very loyal. They are very intense. It's going to be a lot of power behind their emotions. The Scorpio moons have the, in my opinion, Scorpio moons have the darkest side to them, meaning that it can go really dark. If if I were to not, you know, in a relationship, fuck over anyone, it would be a Scorpio moon first, um, for sure, (laughs) for for sure. Um, because they just have this, I'm going to get you. And they will, they're the people who act on it. Um, they're the tire slashers. They're the, um, window breakers. Um, they're the, you know, because they, they, when you hurt them, they see it as a sign of disrespect that you're stomping, that you literally took their heart out and you're stomping on it. And, um, so that's why they have intimacy issues. So the beginning of a Scorpio um, moon kind of relationship when you're dealing with a Scorpio moon, it can be very, um, you're like, Dag, do they even like me? Um, because that boundary, that wall that they have is very intense. It's very strong because they know like once they let you in, it's like, listen, we're in this for the long haul. So don't, you know, mess me over. But, you know, not the, you know, to focus on the dark side, but they can be extremely great. What they are 
good at is friendship. Scorpio moons are really great friends because they ride for you. They, um, they have your back, um, the intensity that, you know, I'm, you know, you're my friend, you're my friend. Um, that's why I really love Scorpio moons. Then you have good old Sagittarius moons. Um, Sagittarius moons are like, you know, truth tellers. Um, they have a lot of wisdom, very understanding. Um, however, <laughs> and I'm sure women who are listening to this, who have dealt with Sagittarius, I love Sagittarius. I have a lot of Sagittarius men in my life. My dad's a Sagittarius. I get them. I'm a Sagittarius rising. Um, they are consistent on a personal level until it doesn't work for them anymore. That's what I will say because they can be unpredictable and flaky Sagittarius moons, but they can be very, it's like a catch 22. Like I'm going to be extremely consistent, but as soon as something's not working for me, I might leave this relationship or I might leave this friendship or I just don't want to fuck with you anymore. Um, or this is going to have to change. That's how Sagittarius moons can be. So it can be a very consistent road of greatness and awesomeness and then all of a sudden one day they're just like "Mm -mm, I'm good things gotta change and then things change and then you're like wait I thought you know it was all good just a week ago and it's just like no now it's not um but Sagittarius moons are have a lot of wisdom they're very understanding um Sagittarius moons will see both sides of the story or both sides of something and really look at both sides they won't be biased they will really look at that um and they will find the truth in that. And that's what I love about Sagittarius um, moon people. Um, Sagittarius moons are really great. Um, so, but like I said, that consistent, unpredictable kind of thing is a real thing. Um, and I know women who have dated Sagittarius men, Sagittarius women, yes and no. It's not so much of the flakiness. Um, they're a lot more consistent um, it just depends on the situation. It really depends on the situation, to be honest with you. It really depends on the situation. Next, we have Capricorn Moon. Um, Capricorn Moon people. Um, you're like the Transformers, like the werewolves, kind of. Very loving, but loving on a more protective kind of love uh like a cop um I don't even want to say a cop that's wrong um (laughs) gosh I would say loving like um gosh I can't even yeah I won't say a cop because that's not a good analogy (laughs) in this climate um so sorry Capricorn moon people (laughs) I apologize um here we go protective like a grandmother um, or protective like an older brother or an older sister. There you go. That's a good protective. That's They love that way. Very protective kind of that way. They are very committed, extremely committed. Um, Capricorn moons are tough. Um, they're very rigid. Um, they can be very intense, very too much. Um they don't know how to relax and let go and just flow. Capricorn moons don't have that ability. That's what they need to work on in this lifetime. Um, because it's so tough. It's so rigid. It's so by the book. 
um emotionally um they me and Capricorn just they're they make good friends they Capricorn make good counsel sometimes but they just don't have a they're very they're very half cup half empty um kind of emotions and thinkers um and there's nothing wrong with that they just need to learn how to have more fun and be more free and flowing is just a good thing for Capricorns to learn especially well Capricorn moons to learn next up we have Aquarius Aquarius moon people um Aquariuses are amazing by the way but Aquarius moon people they're inventors they're visionaries um they are very open um what they are really is non-judgmental um they are just like a big bowl of love Aquarius moon people um now you know um they can have a little dark side to them but for the most part they um they they know how to be who they are um they need to learn how to have more fun because they are sort of meticulous thinkers just like Virgo moons and Taurus moons um Aquarius moons they they just they have a big vision for themselves for their relationships for their families um I really like like Aquarius moon people they can really you know have a vision and execute it when it comes to um how they want to live how they want to you know how they are all of that stuff Aquarius moons can are really really good at that um like I said sometimes they need to have more fun and everything is not um a destination um but they need to some somehow learn how to enjoy the journey of it all um and that can be a challenge for them but it can work it can happen <laughs> um it can work it can happen then you have last but not least the Pisces moon I love Pisces moons I love Pisces moon people um Pisces moon people can you know you know they're heaven they're heaven sent they're saints um they're very emotional um very very emotional um they are strong very flexible um they are being they really love to be of service um but they need to learn how to be the star they need to learn how to put themselves first sometimes um because they are very loving to others they're fighters there are a lot of things they need to learn how to put themselves first and to be the star um to to shine brighter to shine really bright to shine as bright as they can and not let other people um always overtake them or you know take advantage of them if yeah take advantage of them but to really make sure that they are you know shining a light on themselves and that they're doing their very best to be the best that they can be as well. Um, Pisces moon people, when they're around the right people and around the right circles and the right relationships, they really feel safe. Um, they feel comforted. They can really be themselves. Um, sometimes a Pisces moon person, it might take you a while to get to know them um, because they have a lot of fears of being hurt, um, especially if they've been hurt in the past. So they keep their guard up. 
but for the most part Pisces moons are very loving very just mythical um very free-spirited all of that stuff so those are your moon signs um like I said I'm going to talk about some other aspects that I love I hope you enjoyed this um because I love talking about certain aspects of astrology um of course you know human design that's my boo that's my bae um and you know some you know astrology is like a side chick <laughs> or a side dude it's like a side dude um uh and so I'm gonna be talking about some other topics some other things um if you're interested in getting a human design reading um definitely reach out to me um click the link in my bio on my Instagram or on my website with the work with me um if you want to have me on your podcast or speaking somewhere, um, mastermind talks or whatever, definitely reach out, um, articles, whatever you want. Um, and I can come and talk about human design, um, and what's coming up next for the final quarter of the year. Um, it's going to be popping. Um, got some things in the works for the podcast. I love doing the podcast. And by the way, I just want to thank you all so much for listening. Um, it means a lot. I mean, I know that you'd like the content, but you know, it means a lot. Um, I've reached a lot of downloads in the last four months and it's kind of like, wow. Um, really in the last three months, cause I started the podcast the last week of June. Um, so I've, yeah, I'm surprised, um, at the growth <laughs> it's growing. Um, but I really love it. And I love that you guys listen, love listening to it is my hour on straight. Um, but definitely, um, hit me up for readings, coaching, all of that stuff. Um, if you have any questions, um, or if you want to sponsor the podcast, <laughs> I know that's so random. Like, Hey, if you, if you want to sponsor us, um, then reach out as well, reach out and touch somebody's hand. Um, no, but I really love the podcast. I, I've, I didn't realize how much I love doing the podcast until probably maybe like three or four episodes ago. Um, you know, my whole thing with my voice and my, me and my voice and all of that stuff. But I really, really love the podcast and you guys always like say that you love it. So I really appreciate it. Um, please review it. Um, you know, give us, you know, five stars, leave a nice little comment. Um, have some things coming up. I finally went through all of the questions for, you know, help my aura and I'll be answering those. I'll do that and like breaking that down into a part series like a several part series um because I had a lot of questions but I want to answer everyone because some of you guys have some really good 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 questions um regarding your aura type and some questions that you had so I'm working on that some other stuff is coming down the pipeline um this is going to be really good um ending the end of the year off with a bang and then 2020 is going to be turned up and lit um, for the podcast and other things over here on the Isma or on street forefront. So thank you all. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, and, um, this, well, this podcast episode, excuse me. <laughs> and, um, you know, definitely reach out and, um, I'll, I'll write you back eventually. Um, I will get back to you. So, um, as always, um, have a great day with filled with good vibes and great energy. And please remember, don't let anybody fuck with you. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura On Stream. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at AC Brown and also check out my website for products and services at www.acbrown.com. And until we meet again, make sure you have a great week filled with good vibes and good energy.